0: That we would remain standing for our scripture. At this time, uh, I asked Shivy uh, mm-hmm. because of my sermon, I asked her if she sing uh, Jesus for me. <laughs> Amen. So we're going to, you now uh, be graced with one of the, our songbirds. Yeah. Amen. The Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary. Thank you for your healing power. You're so amazing, God. We love you so much. And we appreciate you loving us. So I'm asking you, Lord, to speak to the heart of someone out there that's hurting and who don't believe in themselves. Let them know that you're right there with them. We Love you so much. Bless this service. We honor you for trusting us. Let hearts be transformed, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. amen, amen. So well, I'm so excited again today to speak to you all, and uh, thank you all for those who are visiting for the first time, the Kingdom members, those on social media, those out there following us, uh, follow us on uh, on Twitter and all that. We appreciate you so much; it means the world to us uh, to know that you would take time uh, to tune in to us, and we hope that your heart will be transformed. Uh, Like never before. Uh, I want you to know uh, that God loves you so much. Uh, And uh, God and his intention in the world uh, was never, ever, ever intended for us to be divided or separated in any way. He wanted all of us, regardless of our race, uh, our nationality, our ethics, uh, our behavior, Uh, anything to be other than him. He wanted all us to be alike, uh, with different DNAs, but all representing him. And he never, ever, ever wanted uh, race to be an issue uh, that decide any kind of factors. Uh, And because uh, Satan uh, wants to destroy people and do things, and it's really about him, uh, that spirit kind of creeped into the world and created some some very tough time for a lot of people, uh, but God is able. The power uh, uh, is in the dirt, right? So the power is in the dirt. So uh, in Genesis and two, and when God uh, saw this dirt that he had created and he breathed his breath into this dirt. Uh, and this dirt, when he breathed into the dirt, uh, there was no Hispanics. There was no blacks, there were no whites, there were no Asians. Uh, there was just dirt, right? Uh, and then God breathed his breath into the dirt. Uh, and so what he did, he injected his power into this dirt. And, uh, and then he gave this dirt dominion uh, uh, in the earth, uh, Dr. Abiade. And he wanted this dirt uh, to be a reflection of him. And this dirt is so important uh, that it has um, um, so much richness and so much healing in it. Uh, From it, um, all kind of medicine, food, and things that we need in order to survive, whether it's the water or whatever, really comes from this dirt. Uh, So this dirt is is important to God. And so when he created us uh, from this dirt, uh, he wanted to create a species of people They can almost think like him. uh, They can move and maneuver. And he gave us the dominion and said, now listen, uh, I want you to know uh, that you're so important that I'm going to deposit me in you. And then you're going to be unstoppable. Right? He said, I want you to govern this thing called earth. He said, and I want you to, to run it and I want you to control it. Now, people have always been brilliant and they always try to figure out what to do and whatever. But God gave them so much wisdom and so much knowledge that they were able to extract stuff from it. Um, And I'm, you know, my knees and everything was hurting. I was reading the paper or something, and I said, man, I'm just in so much pain all the time. I said, there's got to be something to this, man. God never intended for us to be in this kind of pain, right? And I figured, I said, there's got to be something the man is doing, right? And so um, a guy came by my house, uh, he was telling me about um, his name was Tyrone Davis, and Tyrone Davis said, "Man, these people have really uh, uh, un, uh, unearthed us." He says, "He said, man, they just dis- disconnected us from God," and I didn't understand what he was talking about at the time, and everybody thought he was talking crazy. But he really, a guy, to give him a vision, and he saw it, and, and I couldn't understand the positive and the negatives and all that. But as I started studying it and I googled it, and it talked about a thing called earthing. Or grounding, for those who don't know anything about it. It's about the earth have this negative charge, right? And we are positive. And if you walk around, and years ago, uh, people like Dr. Abiyadi had noticed because he's 103. Uh, <laughs> years ago, uh, people didn't have no shoes and all that. So they really did everything barefooted. They played basketball. I was a Mississippi man. visit my grandmother, my uh, cousin. They would play bare, basketball barefooted, a uh, yaya. And, uh, and I'm like, man, I'm from Michigan. I'm like, man, this is crazy. But they could jump high and they didn't need no Pierre Flyers, no Jeepers, no Converse, no Nike. They could dunk on, with bare feet, right? And, uh, and I didn't understand. I said, man, this is crazy because I needed my gym shoes, right? Uh, but they was not sick. They, wouldn't, they didn't have colds. And they would go in the fields, literally, uh, this is in 1979. They would go in the fields and then work all day, man, chopping cotton in the fields. Right? And sometimes they would go with no shoes on and all this. Shit. And I didn't understand it. And nobody got sick with no colds and all this kind of stuff uh, because uh, they was grounded to the earth. Right, And I said, man, this thing is interesting. So uh, this life, this plants, this water, everything, man, comes from this earth. And there's something about it. But then God, when God wanted to create a species that controlled the world, he got it from dirt. So he took this dirt and then he breathed his breath in the dirt. And the dirt became a living soul. And I said, man, how much power is in this dirt? So when I think about everything that everybody created and all these smart people and how brilliant they are, you know, Edgar, you know how smart he is. And, you know, his son is a great basketball player and all this kind of stuff. I said, man, where did it all come from, right? I said, it comes from God uh, inside this dirt, right? And this dirt, people pay a lot of money, man, to watch dirt. Right, uh, And this dirt, man, uh, create all kind of stuff, man. But I want you to understand something. Uh, uh, there's so much power inside of you. All right? But somehow, man, we don't realize it right? and who we are. And they created a lot of stuff. They took stuff, man, and they misused it and all this kind of stuff. And they made chemicals, and they man got in and started messing around, even because we had dominion, and they started doing stuff to us. And then we would eat food, and then our hair started falling out. Right? And then we started getting sick and then cancer started coming in. But it was all because they took some stuff from the earth. They took it into the lab and they wanted to make it better. What they really wanted to do was they wanted to create capitalism and they wanted to make money off of God's resources. So if you study the Indians and all that, they didn't have this. Nobody could own anything. So the Jews and all that, uh, Israel, they couldn't own any land right? because they knew the land belonged to God. Right? The earth belongs to God just like you belong to God. That's why Satan can't touch you, man, unless God give him permission because you belong to God. And so you have to understand who you are. And even though the enemy may come at you in any kind of turn, he can't touch you unless God allow him to touch you. But once you realize who you are, then can't nobody touch you. Uh, you're so powerful and you're so gifted and you're so talented. And, but it's really you on the inside. I watched Tiffany dance, and, and she would get up, and she could come down the aisle, and she'd just look at you, and she'd just wave a hand, and the anointing would be so powerful that the whole church was just like, wow, right? And so here's this dirt dancing around and flagging and throwing the flags and all that, but the spirit behind it is so powerful, right? Because uh, uh, the, the, the flag by itself is nothing, but it's really the dirt behind the flag, Right? And when that dirt decided that God was in charge and it was going to devote some time to his creator, and then the power became even greater, so now a person who was dancing now is anointed. And then when you're anointed, it's anointing that destroys the yoke. Yes. Yes. Right? But the anointing is really coming through you. right? And so that's what made Jesus so unique and so powerful, because he had the anointing of God working through him as he touched and healed people. Right? And he told them, you can do it as well. Right? So, uh, so I want you to understand how important this thing is called dirt. Now, I want you to understand that you are that special. Now, I don't care what anybody else say to you, man. I want you to know you're that special. And it's important. Now, the issue is our sin nature. We're born, and when God birthed us into the world, uh, we were good. Everything was going good, and everything was going well, until... Uh, Satan shows up on the scene, right? When Satan shows up on the scene, he don't have no power because he's just a spirit. And in the earth, man, spirits don't have no power unless it has a body to work with, right? So then he took this snake who was created from the earth because all the animals created. Then that spirit got in it, and then all of a sudden it caused the woman to really go against God, and they rebel. And so whenever you rebel, it's called sin, right? And, so when you, and then the wages of sin is death then it almost cuts you off from your relationship with God. So whenever you're sinning, sin creates a gap and it creates a separation, man, between you and God. So then all of a sudden, man, your power starts to slip away. Right? So that's why you can't sin, because whenever you sin, sin makes you weak. Right? And there is a payment for sin. It's called death. Right? So it kills your influence. It kills your relationship with God. So whenever you sin, there's trouble to follow, right? So God saw the great fall, and he said, this uh, is not how I intended for it to be, right? Uh, so he created a pathway and a plan for us to get back to him. Now, this is going to be good, and I'm going to try to get this thing done because I got to preach at 4 o'clock today uh, at Jerry Ryder Church. I want you all to get home long enough so I can eat dinner, get a little nap, and then come out at 4 o'clock. I want you to say, Pastor, kept you all day because I'm not going to keep you all day. I'm going to keep you a little longer than normal, but it's not going to be all day, right? Because I got to get through this. Now, so let me move fast. So, now, uh, in Psalms 24, this isn't good. It says, The earth is the Lord's. That means you belong to the Lord, right? And everything in it. Belongs to him. Because it's a kingdom. Right? The world and all its people belong to him. So since I know I belong to him, I know, Woody, I'm covered. Right? Uh, Because I belong to the person that's in charge of everything. Right? And so now I just got to stay connected to him. Right? That's important. I got to stay grounded to him. Right? That's important. Now, the issue is because of the fall of man, this thing called sin took on uh, our body, and we took on this nature that's called the sin nature. Yeah. Now, I want every young person, man, to get this because it will it it revolutionize your life. You have this nature that you're born with that come from your parents, Call your sin nature. So you got this body that communicates with the world that God told you to use in the earth. I gave it to you with the five senses, and I gave you a spirit, right? The problem is because of this sin nature, it gets you in trouble a lot because you try to satisfy your sin nature. So your flesh wants all these different things and stuff that you know is not good for you. It may feel like it's good to you, but it's always hurt other people as well, right? Now, so in Genesis, when it says, uh, and the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and then the man became a living soul. That means they had emotion, uh, intellect, and they had a willpower. Watch this here. This is important. Controlled by God to do God's work in the earth. Right? But then, even though they had everything and everything was working good and they had dominion over everything, Margaret, some kind of way somebody can talk you into doing something stupid yeah. when you already have access to. Yeah. Somebody said, Well, you can do this. And you know you don't have to do it, but somebody tricked you into thinking you need it yeah. Yeah. when you already got it. And, and you're going after stuff you don't really need. Because you already have it, right? Now, uh, so in Genesis, here's what God told him. He had created the world. He says, then God blessed him after he had created them, And he says, uh, be fruitful and multiply. Feel the earth, and then I want you to govern it. Yes. I want you to be fruitful, and I want you, and listen, because inside of everything is its source. So inside of every seed is itself, right? Uh, To reproduce over and over and over again. That's why apple can turn into an orchard because inside of every apple is the seed of the apple. And inside that seed is another apple that has a seed that can create an orchard, right? And so, and it's important if you take the apple seed, From its source, it won't produce, right? Right? You can't take an apple seed and sit it on the concrete and expect the apple to produce itself. It has to be connected to, right? Now, this is important because you need to understand what you got to be connected to. So whenever God, when he created a fish, he gave him water. Take the fish out of the water and the fish will die, Right. Right. right? That's important. You take the plant out of the soil and the plant will die. You take people away from God and they'll die. Because they're designed to be connected to their source. Right now. So this is important. So in uh, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, uh, uh, verse 7, he says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... What he said, if anyone that really takes on the behavior of Christ, understanding Christ's teachings, right, he said the, the, a new creation has taken place. Now, Savannah, this is important. He said a new creation has come. The old has gone and the new is here. What he said, once I embrace the teachings of Jesus and understand the power of the Holy Spirit in my life and I take that thing, I become a new person. The old person in my old sin nature no longer controls my life. I'm a new person, so I should be thinking different and behaving different. Right? Now, I, I do this by faith, and I really believe with all my heart, so much so it does change my walk. Yes, right? So then he goes on and says this. All this is from God, and it got nothing to do with you. It has to do with God because God wanted us to govern this world. Right? It all comes from God who his intent was because man had fallen away and they was not running. God said, how do I get man, Pentecost, back in relationship with me? I got to get them back reconnected with me. It's called reconciliation. I need to bring you back and reconnect you back to God so you can actually do what God intended for you to do. Anytime you have people that's not operating in God, they operate in themselves, life is miserable. They just don't tell you it's miserable because uh, whenever you're not connected to God you can live in a mansion and still want to commit suicide you can have money in the bank and it don't do anything for you just because you have money in a nice car and a nice house and, and beautiful persons and all that it does nothing for you when you don't when you're not connected to your power source all right he says all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and he gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Now, what he did was he, he really wanted to get us back, J.B., in connection with him so we can make a move and move this earth the way God wanted to move. Yeah. He said, I need the power back in this dirt so I can get them to understand who they are. Yeah. So those who working with him and understand who you are, you make a difference in the world even if somebody else think you're nothing yeah. because you got connection to the God. That's why prayer is so important. Yes. When I can call on him and get him to come down yes. and work on my behalf, yes. all I have to do is call on him and he's coming. Yes. Yes. You know, uh, so uh, whenever uh, my kids get in trouble and they in some serious trouble, they dial daddy. because They think daddy can help them out. They figure out, listen, now we in some trouble here and Daddy has the resources. So we're going to call Daddy. Right? So, But here's the thing. Your father has all the resources. Now, when you're in good standing with Dad, right, uh, you may get over in abundance above all you can ever ask or think. But he's going to take care of you anyway. But sometimes you get a little bonus when you're doing right. Right? When he do it, yes, he will. Now, Here's what he says in the next verse, and I'm, I'm going to get through this thing, right? That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And that's important, right? Now, I, uh, in Romans chapter 5, verse number 20, people were sinning, and the sin was so great, and they had given the law. And the law says, uh, you're not supposed to do this, and you're not supposed to do that. So as the sin, as people were sinning, God had to give them a law to show them their sin. So all of us were doing things we was wrong, and God wanted to show you your sin. So here's what we do. We believe that if I keep on sinning, God's grace is great enough to cover me. So I can... Lie, cheat, steal, commit fornication, do all these things and commit adultery, and then all I can do is ask God to forgive me. And his grace is greater than my sin. Amen. Paul said, I don't think so. You can't do that, right? And it's important that you understand that, that you can't do that, right? So, uh, let me... uh, they download the wrong notes, but it's, it's part of it. So here it is. Romans chapter 5. I'm going to read from here. Uh, verse 20. It says, God's law. This is verse 20 of the fifth chapter. God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. But as people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became abundant. Right? So as people were sinning, God had to have a plan for them to be forgiven. Where Jesus is that forgiveness. He's the trump card. He's the joker man in the spade game, right? Now that's important. So then he says, he jumps and he says this in verse number six. Well, then since I can keep on sinning, and God's grace is great enough to forgive me, then I'm gonna keep on sinning, and then I'm gonna say, God, forgive me. You know how we do sometimes, Lord. Uh, I'm gonna do this here, and then I'm gonna ask God to forgive me. Stephanie, that's the God. Please forgive me. And and he'll forgive me, and then I go back and do it uh, again, right? So Paul had to deal with that. So here's what he said in Romans chapter 6 and verse 1. Well, then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Should I keep on sinning? Because if I want to be controlled by my sin nature, right, and my sin nature is running, am I going to keep on doing this? And think God's going God's grace, God's grace me. I didn't deserve it, I didn't do anything, he's just gonna forgive me. He says, He said, Of course not. Since we have died to sin, everybody said, Died to sin. Yeah. Since we have died to sin, don't you leave me. Right? Died to sin. Here's what he says. Of course. How can we continue to live in it if we dead to it? If we die with Christ, how can we continue? Do my sin nature still have control over me since I'm dead to it? He said, no, it don't, right? Then he goes on and says this here. Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ, Jesus, in baptism, everybody say baptism, we joined him in his death. I'm going to make this real simple, and I'm going to go across the field, right? When we get baptized, we let the world know that the old person is dead. And a new person has emerged. Now the water don't save you. But what it tells everybody else is I've changed my behavior. I've ch-, and my faith tells me. So I come up out of the water. Now my sin nature that I went down with no longer has power over me anymore. So now I have a new nature. And I'm a new person. And that new person is Christ inside of me. Right? Now my mind changes. Right, And so now I think different, I behave different because I am different. But if I don't believe it, I'm going to keep on doing what I was doing. And then I'm going to expect God's grace to cover me. But once we know that we know that we know, it changes things because it also connects me to the power source. So now I'm a new creature born with power. Now, baptism, I want you to think about this here. So when you baptize, it comes really from the Greek. So when you go down and you submerge anything, so you got all this dye in the water. I think a pool full of red dye. And I take this white shirt and I dip this white shirt into this red dye. What's going to happen is the shirt is going to absorb all the dye in the water. the shirt is going to come up red. The same way with you. When you are buried with Christ and you submerge in him, every particle of Jesus comes inside of you. And when you come up, you wasn't what you was when you went down. You're a whole new being. Now, I, when I come up, now I was stew man. Now I'm Pastor During. Right? Well, how do I know? What's the difference? Because I walk different now. Yeah. I talk different now. Yeah. I treat you different now. Yeah. Uh, I don't have to tell you. I just all I gotta do is just get you gonna see it in my behavior. Yeah. Because I've been submerged in Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And now my sin nature, I died to it. So whenever something is dead, nothing can have power over Shanique. Yeah. So now I'm a new person. Now here's the problem. We don't believe that. We don't believe it enough to give our life totally to him. We want the benefits of the kingdom, but we don't want to get baptized. We don't want to submerge ourselves in him because we really don't want to give up. Some of the things we know is self-destructive, but it feels good to us. But here, all you got to do is keep living. Keep on messing around with sin, and it will literally eat you like a rotten apple and a good bunching. It'll sit there and it'll be beautiful in the beginning. But eventually, man, that rotten apple will zap the life out of every single apple in the basket. That's what happened with sin. It'll get in your life if you don't get rid of it, right? And the only way you can get rid of it is you have to immerse in Christ. Right? And then once you immerse in him, then it becomes a part of you. Right? Now, once that rotten apple is taken out, now all the apples, right, is beautiful and eatable yes, sure. or edible, right? That's important for us to understand because now we can be more productive for the kingdom. Amen. Now, I'm, I'm going to wrap this up because I, 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 I don't want to be long, so I want to I read this to you real quick. In Galatians chapter uh, 2 in verse uh, 20, it says, My old self has been crucified with Christ. All right, it is no longer I who lives, yeah. all right? But Christ lives in me. Yeah. Now I want, I want to read that again, real slow. It's, it's if you can get Galatians on the screen for me, Nari, somebody, Galatians chapter two, and verse 20. My God, listen to me. My God above everything else, my God got me. Yeah. I mean, he got me wrapped, tied, tangled up. Here's what he says: my own self. Has been crucified. Now, it's, it's, it's been buried, it's gone, it's dead. He says, and it's been crucified with Christ, right? It is no longer I who live, but now Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He made the sacrifice. To give up himself man, so I can live. Yes. Most of us don't understand the significance of the baptism. And the power of the spiritual baptism. And how we die and we come alive to Christ. So we keep on doing what we keep on doing, but we want different results. So we don't die to Christ. We, we don't die. And, and, and we don't let him just... Uh, take over our life and control our life. But here's what he says in verse 21. I do not treat the grace of God as meaningless. And what is grace? I didn't deserve what God did for me. I want you to understand it. I didn't deserve it. This dirt, right? Who I am, what I am, all. Listen, his grace is so sufficient. Every person in this room have done some things. You didn't even tell anybody you did it. But you know you did it. You thought you got away with it. But God was watching you, yes. and because of his grace, you are sitting here today. Yes. Yes. Only by his grace. Yes. 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 His grace loves you so much that he gave give you another chance yes. Yes. to make it right with him. Yes. Yes. He said, you, listen, you can't, hear me out, you cannot be a success in this world apart from a relationship with God. people who don't even say they believe in God, soon as the rubber hit the road, they start praying to God. Now, God, if you're real, show yourself now. Right? Because whoever I'm serving, whoever I'm dealing with, ain't helping me right now. So I need some supernatural help. Here's what I'm telling you. Once you accept him and you get baptized in him, you don't have to ask him because he's there. He's present with you, and in your mind, you know he's there. Whatsoever you think it, so are you. So I want to know who's controlling you. Who's controlling this dirt that God, that God created before, before you ever thought about who you was? That's how special you are. Now all you want is said. now you're of age and you get to make a decision. I don't care if you're 11, 12, 9, or 59, 69 or 79. Now you know, and I want you to make a choice. Now you can't keep on, you can't ride your mama's coat tail, you can't ride your daddy's coat tail, your husband or your spouse. The only body can help you in this situation, man, is God himself. Amen. I was telling my wife, I said, we have so much confidence in the doctors, and our lawyers, and all that, we get in trouble. But I want you to know, man, it's not them. It's God. I was riding in the car with Brother Dennis, and Brother Dennis said this. right? Brother Dennis said, I went to prison uh, for something I did not do. He said, the police went in the next room and said, we're going to pin it on him. He said, now I want the privilege of somebody to do. He said, the man said, but we can make it stick. That's what the devil's saying. I can make it stick. Because I got the power. But watch guys. But, but God said, this said, now when you understand who I am, no weapon formed against you will prosper. No weapon. He says, I-, I want you to know who you are. He said, I want you to know how smart you are, how brilliant you are, and who you are. And understand that I'm in you and you are in me. Know who you are and believe who you are and trust who you are and trust whose you are. Then make this commitment and let your life never be the same. Don't come to church just to be coming. you. You got to spend time with God and be real about it. Because if you're playing with God, gonna, the devil's going to put you in a position to find out if you really believe him or are you playing. Your best friend, your best friend is going to test you. Your best friend is going to test you. Satan's going to work through him and find out if you're for real. You've been going to church, but do you believe? It's going to be somebody that's so close to you that you would never think they would cross you. And Satan going to show up through them. And if you're not grounded in God, you're going to get electrocuted. He's going to shake up your whole life. Right? So don't keep on sinning, thinking God's grace is greater. Plus, I forbid it. Because you can't represent God with sin in your life. And he gives every one of us the opportunity to say, I'm sorry, I repent. Raise your hand if you've been baptized. Now, for those who did raise your hand, I want you to consider it doing it. I want you to really consider it because it's it's the reason why God told us to do it. Because then you got to make a statement to the world that I'm really what I say I am. Yeah. I say I'm saved. Let me show the world that I'm saved. Now, now what's going to do is it's going to put you out there and you're going to be accountable. Come on, Everybody say accountable. Yeah. And then once you make that commitment, God says, I got you. I'm not going to leave you like this. That's right. Everybody stand to your feet. Lord, today, I ask you to touch their mind and let them know what they can be and how impactful they can be when they're connected to you. I'm asking you, Lord, to put your arms around them. Interlock yourself with them. I need you to show yourself to them. They need a personal connection with you. If we're going to move the needle in this world, we got to be connected with you. You told us in your word, we got to be connected to the vine. So Lord, we ask you to connect with us right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity today. Every young person, Lord, we ask you to reveal yourself to them right now in the name of Jesus. We need these young people saved. We need them to have a relationship with you in school. They need to be able to walk down the hall and lay hands on their friends. There's no law for them praying. There's no law for them having Bible study. There's no law for that. They can do it, Lord. So give them the heart, the courage, and the boldness to walk before you. I thank you. I praise you and I magnify you. I give you glory for every single person who's committing their life to you. We love you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior or you need prayer or you want to rededicate your life to God or you want to be, recommit your life to God, I want you to come to the altar. Uh, and just, it only take a second, just tell me, yes, you want to rededicate your life to the Lord. We're not going to hold you up here and pray for you for four or five hours. I need all the ministers to come up. And so uh, we just want someone to lay hands on you to just touch. and Just tell them that you want to give your life to Christ or you want to rededicate your life to God. You want to recommit your life to God. That's all you got to tell them. If you want them to pray for you, have them pray for you. If not, just tell them you want them to pray for you and you want to give your life to the Lord. Lord, we ask you also to bless the offering. Bless those uh, who have set aside an offering just for you because they trust you. And for those who don't think they have enough, show them that you bless them so they have enough so we can do work for you. So, Lord, whether they give online or they give in person, just bless them and don't let them ever go without. We thank you. Lord, as we leave this place, never your presence. Be with each one of us. Give us traveling mercies and let your power be with them. Let this message ring loud in their heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The altar is open. Consider yourself dismissed. For those who want prayer, you can give online. Write your check. You guys do a great job. You know how to do it. We appreciate you.